Welcome to Hardcore Penn State Football. I'm Corey Lestoki. With me, as always, and for the first time ever, next to me, Sean Kane. How are you doing? Doing great, Corey. <laughs> so, just so everybody knows, we do know each other. We Indeed. have met each other, and now you see us in together. So. We are actually live people. We do exist in person. Um, and it's awesome to be here at the Mercury House filming some stuff today, hanging out with some of the boys. We'll be back here later tonight as well. But really, we wanted this episode really to be more about us and our kind of experiences with Penn State football and let you guys get to know us a little bit more. So, Sean, right off the bat, earliest Penn State football memory that you have? Earliest football memory I have is the 1999 Blue-White game. And I'm a little kid, and obviously I'm, Just a I'm four, little baby I'm four years old, and LeVar Arrington is the superstar at Penn State. So I see. So my dad is trying to get me a Levar Arrington autograph. I get moved way up by somebody, and I meet Levar. And you know how when you meet someone, and it's one of those things where you remember how they made you feel, but you don't right. exactly remember how, what they said. That's how it. That's how it was for me. And I think from then on, I was just hooked on Penn State and been a huge fan ever since. How were, about you, Corey? Were you a cute kid? Of course I was. Look huh. at me now. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Earliest memory, Penn State took on Youngstown State. I couldn't even tell you what year that was. It was my okay. first first game I ever went to. We'll get into like our favorite early players in a second, but one of my favorite players of that team was A.J. Wallace, of all people. And he had a, I don't know if it was an end around or a triple reverse, something like that. You know, had a big game that way. Uh, Derek Williams had a big play in that one. Uh, I sat up in the club with my grandfather and had about 17 Pepsis. And so I think Sounds I missed the right. entire third and fourth quarter because I was just running back and forth from the from the restroom. So pull the Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. No doubt about it. So yeah, that was Penn State. Obviously, beat the Penguins that day. That wasn't much of a competition there. But uh, yeah, that was a that was probably the biggest first one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that was like mid 2000s somewhere yeah. around there. Yep, I think yep, so. Yeah. Like AJ Wallace was there, and he, he was he was a superstar at receiver before he was a cornerback. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was a DB first. Um, yeah. You know. Let's just go into that then. Like maybe for me, a low-key favorite player that maybe somebody else wouldn't even remember, somebody else wouldn't even care about. For me, it's A.J. Wallace. Played receiver, played some defensive back. Somebody for you that other people would be like, wow, how do you even remember that guy? Oh, like a low-key guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because I was going to go, if we were going to go favorite uh, player, Pop was Leslie Michael Robinson. I always put them kind of 1A, yeah. 1B. Good choices too. Oh, yeah. I mean... Is Deion Butler, is he too? No, I don't think Deion yeah, Butler. Yeah, Deion Butler. I mean, man, that guy was so underrated. Like, you just need, if you needed a completion, he was going to get it. He could beat you deep. He could beat you vertically. He could also go across the middle and make tough catches. Yeah. I mean, if you have a whole, if, if you have a whole team with Deion and, Butlers. And he had, like, extremely good work ethic too, right? A guy, especially in yeah. the age of the transfer portal, people are coming in and out. Deion Butler came in, knew how many good players are in front of him. And earned his playing time the cool, you know, the right way. So that that's another cool yeah, part he, about Deion Butler. Yeah, I think he's a walk-on too, mm-hmm. or very, very low-rated recruit. And he just, like you said, he worked his tail off. And um, you know, just kind of the classic Penn State, Penn State athlete. And um, yeah. he also has one of the most famous uh, pregame speeches in Penn State yes. history at the Horseshoe, which I don't think Mercury would yeah. like if NS, I tried to recite yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should not. <laughs> but it got it got the people going. So. It did. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I would stand there. Um, 
you know, who is your, who's your guy on this team then? Kind of the under the radar guy. Ooh, under the radar guy. I was gonna, cause I was gonna go Adisa Isaac right away, but he's yeah. had such a good year yeah, this he year. Yeah, he might be a first not, round pick. Yeah. yeah, he's not under the radar guy anymore. Um, I would probably say Caden Wallace. That's a good pick. Because Caden Wallace, first couple years at Penn State, really didn't get any love. In fact, there was some hate towards him as far as not, not living up to expectations. Everyone thought he should move in to play guard. He's now playing offensive tackle and, and really having a good year. Uh, and everyone talks about Olu. But Caden Wallace is holding his own, and I think he's really improved every single year he's been at Penn State and, and doesn't really get the credit he deserves. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that pick. Like, uh, Wallace, um, he was a highly, recruit, highly recruited guy, and I've always said, and people who've, watched, who've listened to the pod know, I've always said he'd be a better guard than a tackle, but the need is that tackle, so he plays tackle. And yeah. it took him two or three years to really look comfortable out there. And, I mean, he has been just as reliable as Olu Fashion, especially in run blocking. Especially I mean, pa- run blocking. Pass blocking, Olu's the best. Yeah. So it's hard, to, it's hard to compare them. But, man, he's been such a linchpin of that offensive line. Um, yeah, run for, blocking too, yeah, especially. For me, I would go Daquan Hardy. I mm. mean, that guy. Hardy is, fan club, man. <laughs> I'm, I am the president of the Daquan Hardy fan club. Yeah. And that guy, he just... He's flourishing this year. Uh, he was always good, but him and Johnny Dixon, too, they've just brought their games up to a whole other level this season. Hardy, too, like not just in playing corner, right? No. Doing it in special teams yeah. now, punt returning. I, he's all over the place. He's making big plays you know, in, in different areas and has really turned the special teams into maybe a questionable liability going into the year. And now you feel like, going into the Michigan game, but going into you know, the rest of the season, you feel like the special teams is an asset right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michigan kind of prides itself, and um, by the time you guys see this, it'll probably be after the Michigan game, but they, they pride themselves on having great special teams. I would get Penn State special teams the edge of yeah. this one. I mean, I, so I think they're playing at that high a level. And even in early September, it looked a little clunky sometimes on special teams, but the way Falcons has been kicking, yeah. the way Daquan Hardy's been returning punts, the way Nick Singleton's been returning kicks, you have to feel really good about this, and Riley Thompson. Yeah, yeah we didn't mention this on the Michigan preview, but Michigan also lost Jake Moody, their kicker, who yes. was there for a long time, kicking for awesome the 49ers kicker. now. Like he, he was Mr. Reliable for them, and, and they don't have them. So if the game comes down to something like that, I, I think might, Penn State favors yeah. are there. Um, you said pause, and you said uh, Michael Robinson. Michael Robinson. Michael Robinson for me too is a big part of why I like Penn State football. So I agree there. Um, first wideout you went to? <laughs> Two thousand nine Iowa. Oh lord! Like the worst one to go to. Um, yeah, that's got. I've made Derek, a change. Just forget that one and yeah, choose a different one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, other one's not much better. 2015 Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was that was a that was noon, a noon game, that right? was a noon that was a cold out. one. Yes. Yeah, we could have won that game too. That game still makes me mad. <laughs> I didn't realize it, it was still right, right, right now. But one of my my first wideout was actually was that twenty. <sighs> McGloin was there. Denard Robinson was there. Mm, that was a good one. Twenty ten, Michigan. I think so. And yeah. that Evan, was a great game. Evan Royster broke the rushing record, career mm-hmm. rushing record for Penn State. Penn State won, I think, 41-31. Greg 
Graham Zug caught that touchdown pass right in the front corner of the end zone, pretty much right in front of me. Uh, he had like three touchdowns that day. Yeah, he was big time. Yeah. Big time day for them. That McGloin defense for Michigan out, was not very good. McGloin called out Herbie after the game, too. It was funny. Yeah. He's now, and he's now my county commissioner. Yeah. Matt. Shout out to Matt McGloin yes. winning the, uh, the vote there. <laughs> yeah, it's Lackawanna County county commissioner. So. Did you, did, oh yeah, you gave your unsung. What about just like maybe one guy who has impressed you more on this current team that maybe you didn't expect to, to go off the way they have this year? Alex Falcons. Yeah. Falcons. Like, if you look at his stats at Columbia, I don't have them right in front of me. The kicker for people that don't yes. know. People, yeah. People don't give <laughs> the true, kicker enough love. I mean, Falcons, his numbers at Columbia weren't spectacular. They weren't going to blow yeah. you away. But he has just been um, – we don't have any wood around here, but if I can knock on some wood, um, he has been so money for, especially in Big Ten play. Right. Um, and in a game like in a game like we have coming up, where points could be at a premium, you're going to need some kicks. Absolutely. I mean, uh, of, of course, extra points, but you're probably going to need some field goals. So. And he's been able. We always talk about this. You got to be able to make all your kicks inside of forty if you're in college, and then if you can just hit on some of your 50-yarders, et cetera, like you, you'll feel pretty good there. Um, I, I would probably go with K.J. Winston. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I mean, we thought going into the year he was going to play and maybe by the end of the year be the starter. If you look at the snap counts right now, K.J. Winston is the starter at one of the safety spots. You can make the same argument for Jalen Reed. He's really come on too. But, I mean, Winston is – for a game like this against Michigan, where you got to be tough and you got to be able to tackle, Winston's going to be asked to fill gaps and make plays in space. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's next. Like, he is the next guy at Penn mm -hmm. State, that next great safety. And he has just brought it. Um, I also think going in, you know, uh, everybody knows Kalen King, Kobe King from Michigan. Jalen Reed's from Michigan, so I think he may have something to prove on Saturday. He's another guy that we really could have went And with. the Kings are from Michigan. The Kings are both from Michigan. Yep. So, um, yeah, Jalen Reed is another guy that we could have picked for under-the-radar guy. Um, yeah. And I got, I, I'll have a question for you that is going to be tougher and maybe one we didn't prepare Ooh. for. Um, but I think it's a good one for people to get to know us a little bit more. Not necessarily just this year, but for Penn State as a football program overall, what are your actual expectations? Like, where would you want Penn State to get to where you'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where Penn State's at? Big, like, big picture? Big picture. Okay. Well, I mean, you look at – I think when you answer a question like that, you have to keep a few things in mind. You have to keep what you want, and I think we would all want national championships every year. Right, every year, of versus course. Versus reality and what the university uh, resources um, uh, would make available to you. So I think a realistic expectation for Penn State long term is – to be able to compete with Ohio State, Michigan, not beat them every year. I right. think that's delusional. Uh, and now, now you have USC, Washington, Oregon coming in. Be able to beat those guys on a regular, on a regular, semi-regular basis, and be a top ten program. I think Pence, there's yeah. no reason why Penn State can't be a top ten program. And once in a while, when you get the right team, compete for a national championship. Yeah, you know that. People, I think that's reasonable. People always say, as far as like national championships go. You gotta have a great team, but you also have, a, have to have a little bit of luck too. Things gotta have to fall your way, not just the ball bouncing the right way, but 
who you face and when you face them and what those teams are too. You kind of have it all fit together. Hey guys, we have uh, some questions from fans here. Uh, it's nice to see other people aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Who are your top three Penn State quarterbacks of all time? From a, Let's do it from a favorite perspective, not from who you think necessarily is okay. the best. All right. Um, well, God, if I'm, but if I'm going favorites, then it's guys I've seen. So We'll probably agree on number one, Michael Robinson. Uh, probably we, we will, Michael Robinson. Um, I'll go Trace McSorley, and I'll go Daryl Clark. I just think those guys, when you combine the success that they've had and just enjoying watching them on a week-in, week-out week yeah. basis, I'd have to go with those three and in that order. What about you? Are we contractually obligated to say Hackenberg at number two? No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, he's living in his house. Yeah. Yeah, we can throw him in as an honorable mention. That's sure. Fair. HM. Well, freshman, freshman hack. When he's not freshman getting, hack, like, yeah. he's not getting attacked 24-7. <laughs> yeah, it tends to be easier to play quarterback when, when that you're not, When you're not getting rushed yeah. every second, absolutely. Uh, I like the Daryl Clark pick. Because, again, Michael Robinson, Daryl Clark, to me, really got me into Penn State football, like solidified my fandom forever. Uh, Sean Clifford, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. I, you know, we, I, I specifically, I won't throw you in that, but I specifically defended Clifford a lot last year. And for, you know, again, he holds a lot of the records in Penn State's record books. I mean, he played here for like eight years, but yes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> doesn't probably get the credit he deserves. He so. does not. That I agree with. I think Penn State fans appreciate him a lot more this year, Absolute, though, than they Oh, did. absolutely. It's I think an, after that, I was thinking, they're like, yeah. In hindsight, I it's do always. appreciate him a lot more In now. hindsight, it's always easier. Uh, what other ones do we have, Ben? Oh, do you appreciate Sean Clifford? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Sean Clifford, Sean Clifford, for all his good and bad, you know, he might give you some bad plays, but he was also going to give you some really good plays and give you some chances. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. What else you got? This is a question for Corey. Uh-oh. Corey. How do, you, how do you know so much about breaking down game tape? Were you a coach in your prior life? <laughs> yes, I was reincarnated <laughs> to become yes. a hardcore Penn State football host. Um, so I played football, obviously, in high school, which I don't think gives you that much credibility. But my senior year, I tore my shoulder labrum and wasn't able to play. And so I was the scout guy, basically. I was the... The, the Stallions of Michigan, but for, but for my high school Were you team. stealing the signs? Going I was games? trying to do everything. Okay. Um, so did he. D- down to, you know, didn't even have a computer or anything. I was literally tallying run plays on each hash and pass plays on each hash, trying to get any sort of tendencies that I could. Oh, wow. Like, I, I broke it all down, did that my senior year, and then I actually helped two more years after that, because I could do it remote, huddles remote. So I actually helped my first two years of college helping them with stats and, and, and keeping track of the scouting and whatnot too. So really, that's the biggest thing. I had a lot of help. A lot of people, it kind of taught me the X's and O's of football. But yeah, I, I don't sit here and try to act like I'm a, an expert by any stretch of the imagination. But when you can't play and you still want to understand the game, I mean, scouting and, and understanding scheme is, is kind of the way I got into it. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's just football. I mean, yeah. it's it obviously coaches know a ton more than we do, but I mean, it's not we're not building rockets here. We're not splitting the atom. Uh, yeah, you know, you, know, you could look and see. Okay, this looked good. This didn't look good. Yeah, the you know people try to make football hard. At the end yeah. of the day, typically it's a numbers game. A lot of times, yes. <laughs> like yes, you can have Saquon Barkley's that ruin plays for for opposing defenses. Most times, it is a numbers game. Yeah, you you talked about you know after games, you you guys will watch film. Talk about like it, do you watch it a day after? What's kind of your procedure there? Whenever I get to it, <laughs> you know, most of the time it's the day after, especially if I'm at the game. I'm not going to want to put it back on um, that night. I'll be watching yeah. other college games. Most of the time in the morning before the NFL. That, so, yeah, I will 100% enjoy my college football Saturday per usual. I think it's actually really important that you watch other teams. If you're always in a box just watching Penn State, you're missing yeah. out on a lot. So I think it's really important you watch other teams. So Saturday, just watch normal college football. I usually watch the game over um, on Sunday, but I don't take any notes. I just enjoy the game. I might text you guys a couple things. And then I will go through all the film again on Monday, and that's when I make all my cuts and all that. And uh, we'll have some of it on the podcast on Monday night, and then I'll put it all together, and we have that film room breakdown every Tuesday. So by the end of Tuesday, we're 100% focused on the, the next opponent. That's right. One and all mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another question. Rate the top three Penn State defenses of all time. Oh, that's really hard. There's probably so many good ones in the 60s and 70s that yeah. I think 82 probably should be in there just because of what they were able to do against, well, I guess you could say 86 too. I'd probably go 86, yeah. So all those ones. Let's 82 just, though, they, they shut Herschel Walker Yeah, down. that's what I was thinking <laughs> too. Bowl, so. and, exactly. And Herschel Walker, you know, people expected Herschel Walker to go off yeah. against Penn State. So yeah. there's a lot of those. 81 even, um, I think. My dad always says 81 was a better team than 82. Yeah. They or just lost. From a defensive <laughs> perspective, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's just think, like, okay, from, like, I don't know, 2000s onward. Yeah. Got teams we saw. Yeah. Um, is it okay? Is, Can I say this one might be number one? Yes. <laughs> because I think, it, I think it might be. I mean, you have three or four first-round picks maybe yeah. on, this, on, this, on this defense. Maybe like a 2000 or 2001 team could be up there from a talent perspective. Um, 2000. 2000, 99. 99 for sure. I mean, they're the top two picks in the draft. And and that's Bama and Georgia. They don't ever have that. Not that I remember at least. Uh, 08 was really, 08 was probably the most complete team that I saw at Penn State. All those mid 2000s. 05 05, the linebacking play was just so phenomenal. So if I had to narrow it down, we didn't do a good job of narrowing it. Yeah, I'll narrow it. I'll, tr- I'll try <laughs> to narrow it down. Uh, teams I've seen. I'll go 05-1, 08-2, one, three could go higher. TBD. I'll go this one, one. Oh, you're already at one. I'll do 99-2, and I think I'll do probably 08-3. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just... I just feel like year was a year they went to Ohio State and held Ohio State to what? Seven points? points? Six points. Six points? Yep. Yeah. How many teams go into Columbus, Ohio and hold Ohio State in any year to six points? And this was a great defense and we didn't do that. But that that offense wasn't, um, that was a Jim Trestle style offense. And Jim Trestle won a lot (laughs) of games, but it it was basically a glorified Wisconsin with featuring Terrell Pryor. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else? 
Yeah, this was a question asked last night to Hack and AB. Okay. But I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. The sign-stealing gate right now. Is it a part of the game, or is it what Michigan's doing? Is that is it illegal in your guys' eyes? We just, we just talked about that when we were just, you know, talking shop over there in the kitchen. I think everybody does something to get an advantage. Anything you can do. Now, do people cross that line from illegal and legal? Probably. But I think the difference here, from what I understand as of now, and I don't have all the information, obviously, I think what Michigan did was more extravagant and more organized and that is the issue. If, you, if they truly had like a budget associated with this and they were truly sending people to all different conferences and, and, and scouting all these different teams and even potential teams, that is way more than I think we have seen before. Now, I don't, I'm not inside of every you know, college football program, but I'm guessing that's more than what a lot of other people do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple things. Uh, sign, sign stealing, number one, is legal. You could steal signs. Now, you're not allowed to go to other places with you know, your iPhone and steal the signs that way. That is not allowed. Uh, and that's what Michigan did. And sometimes you hear Michigan fans try to conflate the two, but they are different. Uh, how much of an advantage? It's hard to really say, you know, because this isn't something I've ever heard of happening before. So I disagree with people that say everybody does this. No, they don't all do this. No. Um, do but I here's think- the thing about the advantage, like how much of it is. If it wasn't helping them from an advantage perspective, they wouldn't be doing it. I do they it. Yeah, well, I do it for money. three years. So there's had to be yeah. some sort of thing. If you weren't getting anything out of it, maybe you'd do it like two or three weeks, but then be like, all right, this is dumb. Let's, yeah. uh, it's not, this juice ain't worth, uh, this, uh, yeah, this juice ain't worth squeeze. Um, well, I love that saying. But I... I would probably put it at seven points, I think. I think, well, there was a, there was a survey done by yeah. college football coaches, and they, the consensus was, it gives you about a seven-point advantage. And... I was they only lost part. by four to them in 2021, and I have thought, like, what if they didn't know our signs? Maybe we win that game. And that would have been a huge win for that team. Yeah. And, the, the and change everything. 2021 20. team thinks it's thought about completely differently, and we, we might even win our bowl game. Yeah, and, you know, that changes the complexion for Michigan's program entirely. 100%. So. Yeah, because they already lost to Michigan State that year, don't forget. So they would have been out of playoff contention, mm-hmm. even if they beat Ohio State. Wouldn't have mattered. Good point. Anything else? Uh, Corey, your girlfriend just texted you and asked if she could have the leftovers from last night. Um, what were Depends the leftovers? Were, right? We went to the field for the coach's I radio had a burger, show. Then. Oh. Did you get a hoagie? Because I love her, yes, but it was a steak sandwich, ribeye steak sandwich. Oh, okay. But yes, she can have it. Yep. She, she's allowed to have it. Yep, 100%. But it, it's fantastic. The steak sandwich there. They have a lot of good I've things I've never there. been to the field. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop there for lunch today. It's, it's good. <laughs> they, uh, they're big pretzels. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have beer cheese, but they have this honey butter that's even better. So um, highly recommend going to the field. We actually got a uh, – my brother works for uh, Game Creek mm-hmm. and uh, does production truck stuff. And so we actually got a tour of Big Noon Kicks 
production truck. So we That's got to cool. go in there and look around. And do you know where they're going to set up inside the stadium? Because I know they always move into the stadium during. The I do show. not know where they are setting because up. Because we are, my tickets are right by uh, Michigan's tunnel. So I'm wondering if they're going to be in the north end zone. If they're, I don't think they're going to put them in by the student section. Like right? on that concourse, you're thinking yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't but it'd be more lively if they did it there. They, yeah, but like I could see Urban getting heckled kind of bad, and I could, oh. I could just see it going south. Yeah, no, I don't know what they're going to do. As yeah. far as that. I forgot they had to move inside at a certain point. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, you're right, though. They might put it up, up on that concourse there. I think that's for game day. I think game day was there during the COVID year or something. I, I kind of forgot about all there. that and where they used to go. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the leftovers can be eaten. <laughs> she just texted you again and said, T, T three minutes until I, I just take your answers and get. There you go. <laughs> I'm surprised she asked, to be honest with you. So, yeah. Um, so, to piggyback off that, where is your guys' favorite place to eat in State College? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. There's so many good places. Um, I'm gonna go with the Champs on Atherton, not not where where all the Gen Zers hang out at, at the downtown <laughs> one. I'm talking about the Atherton, the OG one, and I sound like such a boomer right now, but I just I love that place. Such a have you cool ever been vibe. in the basement down there? I have not. I, and downtown Champs, it is cool. I'll say rip, that. You but. can go down there. You can still rip a couple cigs down there and <laughs> hang out with the locals. Um, it's a really cool, like, low-key bar down there. And I know. And now nobody's there ever, so. No, no not really. Um, yeah. God, that is... Okay, I, easy answer, actually. And it's not technically in State College, but Kelly's in Bullsburg. Never heard of that. It is a steak and seafood place. Probably the best seafood you can get in the area. Yeah, this, yeah because this place really isn't known for their no. fine dining. I don't know where they get the seafood from. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I, we just took my uh, my gramps. We just went to the Carnegie Hotel, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've ever been there before. It's mm. it's right there in Top Trees. Fancy, bougie. I mean, it's it was pretty nice. But like, that's that's not really you know my payroll until Mercury starts paying us a little bit more than that. I don't think I'm going to the Carnegie Hotel very often. Show us the money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at the Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. No, their food is good there, but yeah, probably probably not going to be going there anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, never been there. What's up, everybody? If you are a college football fan like me, if you know a college football fan that's in your life, you need to go cop this shirt. New designs dropping all the time. It's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around. If you don't have this thing, you're missing out. Great material, great fabric. I wear it all the time. Go get yours today. How much uh, you weigh nowadays? Uh, 310. Uh, no, I weigh at 250. Why? What are, you, what are you trying to say? No, I was just curious. You look good. I didn't... I'm just curious, like, is that the weight you want to be at? Because we had a... Is that the way you want to be at? That sounded personal. I was just curious. It was like, you know, I, we were talking to Brendan last week on the pod, and, uh, you know, he thinned down. He looks fantastic, and he was an offensive lineman. Who on the pod? Rosin. Rosin. Oh. And, uh... <laughs> Rosin, that's right. Yeah, he's skinny as hell. So, yeah. question for A.B. here. Oh, boy. Adam, when you were starting Mercury and you were looking to bring pod under <laughs> the umbrella... What really stuck out to you about the hardcore boys? Who well, asked this question? This was me. This is, this is my question to the world. Well, that's a, that is a great question. Um, so when we were looking at starting state media, I, I tweeted out, uh, I did a tweet, and I said, Penn State fans, uh, I need to know what your favorite podcasts are because we're trying to – I just said I need to know what your favorite Penn State podcasts are. And you guys, Hardcore PSU, got the most tweets. So a lot of people – uh, tweeted tweeted at me and said hardcore PSU and then we I talked to you guys we talked to some other ones too we talked to a bunch of other like fan hosted podcasts uh, 
and we fell in love. <laughs> we liked you guys a lot. And, Take me and, out to dinner first. And the brand was good. The Twitter, like I thought the Twitter was really engaged. She like, had a clear engaged following and had a good audio listen. So I thought it made a ton of sense. And also you guys are grinders. That's my favorite thing is you like consistently show up and do it time after time after time. We, we never have to wonder like is hardcore going to do their podcast today. Like we just know we turn it on. Ben and I eat dinner. We got you guys streaming up there and, and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's what stuck out to me was how consistent it was. Good question, Ben. We have another question. Uh, who is better at breaking down game tape, Adam or Corey? I'll give it to Adam. <laughs> Only, barely, just because he has a little bit more, just a little bit more playing experience. <laughs> I, think, I think Corey's pretty good at it, honestly. That stand is way too nice for my phone and the quality of my phone. It's... Screen's all busted and everything. Um, no. I think the only thing sometimes is I just wish Corey wouldn't be so critical on Twitter. That's my only thing. You know, you mentioned the Twitter thing. <laughs> I, like, the Twitter is like a different animal than anything else. And, like, we, we try to, like, I don't care who you are. You can be, you know, a reporter. You can be a former coach. You can, we'll go after anybody. Yeah. If we think you got if someone's putting out some crap. Content. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You'll go after anyone. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. We. Well, like, you guys do a good job. Just. I don't know why we. I've decided that I'm just going to make it a mission to have everyone speak facts on Twitter of all places. But yeah, I mean, it's not even dunking to us. We just take it as, well, why would you say that if it's wrong? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> now, were you doing this podcast with Adam? No, 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 no. I actually... I'll, I would love to bring up some Dean tweets if you had that. With, uh, that he would have trashed me. <laughs> because you would have you had some strong... I, you know what? I, I, remember, I remember the meanest tweet I ever saw. It actually, I think, was tweeted by a guy named Corey. Now right. I, think, I have a screenshot of it. It was something like, um, wind is going to be at 12 miles per hour for kickoff. Brenneman's chance of injury, 90%. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys need to do uh, on the lines then do like a mean tweet segment. I think that'd be hilarious. I could have some great mean tweets. Um, so you, so you, you mentioned that the uh, shoot. Where was I going to that? What, what were we? What did you ask Adam a second ago? Mean tweet. Oh, okay. So not to date you at all a little bit here. Oh boy. But I distinctly remember the day you committed yeah. to, to, to go to Penn State, and I was talking to my. Uh, I was living in Carlisle at the time, and my gym coach, I don't know how he was related to Chad Henney, but I think he was like a cousin <laughs> or something of Chad Henney. Yeah. But anyway, he was like convinced, like, no, he's not going to go to Penn State. It was Notre Dame was yeah, in your top Dame, three. Yeah. I was still in like high school when you committed. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, w I wasn't ready to have criticism towards you yet. But That's funny. Yeah, that was the uh, – Chad Henney was uh, – Played for my high school coach. That's how. That's okay. how he knew about Okay, that gotcha. Was. So he he, he had some inside yeah, information. Some inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this about the bad tweets. I don't. We defended, or at least I defended Christian Hackenberg a bunch. I was a believer in Hack when Thanks, he was in the NFL. Even like when he wasn't playing anymore, I still drafted him in my fantasy football league. I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna make a comeback. We gotta pull up some mean tweets about Hack. I, I know there's a couple. <laughs> I, I will know say there's this. Gotta be some. Um, Urban Meyer's wife blocked me on Twitter after uh, 
the 2016 block because she was on Twitter complaining about Marcus Allen. It was a leaping. It was, she thinks it was supposed to be a leaping penalty. <laughs> and so we like went after her. And yeah, I think she blocked probably like a thousand people that yeah. night. Yeah, I would did not suffer the Shelly Meyer block. Shelly Meyer. Think, I don't Shelly, think I tweeted right. at her. Shelly, if you're give, watching this, I'm give, sorry. Give Shelly a break. <laughs> Shelly might be there Saturday. Why is that? Urban's going to be there. Big noon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if she travels to a lot of the games. I'm guessing she probably doesn't want to come back to State College and and people would probably have people would probably heckle her. Yeah, <laughs> Penn State fans, no chill. Like they'll go after anybody. Nah, <laughs> but, uh, we know from you guys. We see it. <laughs> How many times are you guys like, oh, scratching your head like hardcore? Yeah, do you ever? Do you ever do? Ever? No. no, I've only. I think I've only ever thought like, what are they saying? Like two times. One was Sean Clifford, and there's 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 a bigger story there, which we won't we won't get into of why that was an issue. And then, were there any other ones? I know that after the Ohio State game, I did text Ben one time and said, I think the direct quote was, Corey needs to chill. Oh, <laughs> that's that, that was me. That's probably Sean needs to chill. Yeah, I handle all the, in, all the in-game man? tweets. Yeah, but they're all me. So. Ben, I don't know if we ever told you that. Yeah, so during the game, ben, it's always Sean. Yeah, during ben the game, actually, it's ben, all me. Ben was like, Give me an example of what you're what you're not okay with. And I went through and I couldn't file. I was like, I know they said some shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, the he thing. was defending you guys. <laughs> our shield, our like, shield. Like you could say, and in my mind, you could say things without being an asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no, you I, have to I be able to separate that. Yeah. We have a good question here, guys. Ask Sean if he thinks he could chip block AB coming off the edge. <laughs> I, why don't we just well, go on the field right now and see if it can be done? to figure that out. Yeah. Let's go see. How hard, like, how long <laughs> do you think it would take for you to, like, work with Sean and get his pass blocking technique good enough where he could protect for, like, three seconds against a college oh, athlete? Oh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just curious. Like, could you work with him? Could you get him there? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, he has zero ability. <laughs> he couldn't block Noah. <laughs> oh, come on now. I just <laughs> played high school. <laughs> so, because the whole joke was, like, Sean was like, if I had to, like, I could probably, like, chip or throw an elbow at JTT. You said that? Yeah. He like, <laughs> wouldn't even get off the ball by the time he's passed it. Well, okay, so the thing is, we said, the question was, what, what, if you had to be in the game for one play against Ohio State, what position would you play? Oh, I saw this whole, yeah. wait, and it was, and it was, and it was had the least detrimental Correct. effect Correct. Last Correct. This and was I did, a great debate. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Wait, wait, say it again. What's the, what's the actual question? So the question was, if you had to go into the game for one play, how could you do the least amount of damage to your own team? basically. Okay. And Sean said running back, and it just be a quick slant to the receiver. And I said, what happens when it gets picked off? Because <laughs> you're not going to be able to do oh, anything. Oh, that, that I'm not okay, going to So running back on a pass play. We, okay. I said kicker, and I will kick the ball either out of bounds or on the ground, maybe get the onside kick. But it's not going to be returnable. Just kick it towards the sideline for better yeah. or worse. You are costing your team in that play, though. I think probably like a wide receiver on like an inside zone play. I thought about that, but the reason I didn't go with receiver is what if it's a long run and I have to make a block downfield? Yeah. Yeah. Christian, what do you think? I think, um, like, second to last on a PAT, you just step left and stand there. Yeah. Yeah. What if it has to be offense or defense? Well, I think that that wasn't part of the question. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. What's your favorite Christian Hackenberg memory? Oof. 
Um, you know, you get a lot of credit for the throw to Allen Robinson, rightfully so, but I actually think the throw to Brandon Mosby Felder is actually a dart. It was a laser beam. So that, I don't know why that play just sticks out to me a lot more. What was the yeah. route? Was it a dig? It was all go. No, it was oh, was it? I don't remember. Honestly, for me, it might, because everyone's going to say the Michigan game, the, uh, the, the Boston College game, where, yeah. I mean, I, I, thought that, I thought that was your best game, that game, because, I mean, it was, you were just like boom, 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 and um, it, was, it was a fun game to be that at, That was too. a very fun game, just yeah, in general. Yeah, fun game to be at. Cool, you know they did it nice. It, you you kind of forgot that you were at, you were sitting at Yankee Stadium watching a football game. They actually did a good job with it, yeah. and the fan the fans were real into it too. Kyle Vasey, long snapper. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, he was actually the first person I ever interviewed for like a podcast ever. Kyle Vasey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a random first. Guess. Yeah. Well, him and I had some classes together. Like he was a cool dude, but uh, he talked about that you guys were able to actually go out and enjoy New York City. Like that, oh, we and, went out. and you guys yeah. had a good time. Yeah, Hack had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Thursday night he went and had a good time too. Two days before the game. I got a question though, because y'all, I saw it was, I think it was on Mercury. I don't know what it was, but uh, you were asked about the tight ends. There was a play, and I don't know why I remember this distinctly. Indiana, you bootleg out, and you decide to run in for the end zone instead of throwing the pass to Kyle Carter. Do you remember that play? How pissed was he? And did he want you to throw it? Or what happened there? Oh, Kyle definitely wanted to throw it. I just didn't know I was coaching. <laughs> he didn't mention this last night. Oh, really? He brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said if you got the free, like, you'd rather run it because it's less, you know. Guaranteed. He drops it, I overthrow him, something stupid yeah. like that. You know, you take the, take the points. I remember he was pissed. Kyle was a little He was mad. <laughs> He was like, he was, yeah, he was, his body language was not good after that. Uh, you guys did really well in that game, Kyle too. Kyle was good. Kyle yeah. was a good player. And where are you ranking uh, Gasicki? Uh, I said, I mean, catch with each bar of the group. <laughs> <laughs> year, year, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He was so good in practice, couldn't catch those two years, and then all of a sudden became He just like doesn't drop anything, yeah. yeah. He hasn't dropped the ball in years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, I mean, he was a, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, so he, he had a, he gave me, that. yeah, he gave I mean, me. he's still, he's great. Yeah, I mean. He'll play another five years in the league. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Gasicki memory ever is after one of those games where he dropped like four passes from you in a game, including touchdowns. It was Halloween weekend. And <laughs> we get back from the game. We were living together. And he like comes out with his Halloween costume and he's wearing no shirt with a Superman thing on his chest and a cape. And I'm like, bro, that is not the time to be wearing that. <laughs> I mean, you gotta find a you gotta find a way to just move on from it, right? I mean, yeah. it is what it is. No, no, oh, he, he moved on, yeah. He yeah. moved on. And he was like a different guy, uh, yeah. that sixteen season. Ben used to talk so much shit to him. Of all people. Remember that, Ben? Yeah, he and I had Well, that's fair. So what ha- did you guys have, there, like, a so run-in? He, he, to his face, would just tell him that he wasn't good. And now, now, now they've made up, and their boys, Ben and I were at his house when he moved it, got a new place in New Jersey. But, uh, what was his line to me when, when, he, when I showed up? I forget. It was beautiful. I forget what it was. 
Who are your boys still that, like, from the Penn State football oh, team that you, like, actually hang there out There was a point where we went to Miami to, uh, to see Mike, and Mike said to me, if you're with Ben Conkle, don't come. <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, man. He goes, he looked at me when I pulled up. He goes, I went from Butterfingers to 50 mil in the bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's funny as shit. <laughs> That was the wild. I have, dude, I can tell the Kasiki stories forever. So, was it a forgot or was it a. He, we go to get sushi and he's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. The, my favorite Kasiki story is that we were here two years ago. He's in the NFL at this time. We go out to Permani Brothers for uh, a, a night out. Next morning comes, we wake up, and he has a DM in his phone from the bartender at, at P Man, and it says, Oh my God! Thank you so much for the thousand dollar tip. Like you changed my life. You just paid off my 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 books and shit and things for the year. Mm -hmm. And Mike's like, dude, what? I did not tip this chick a thousand dollars. And he's like reading it to me, and he's like, dude, I did not tip her a thousand dollars. I'm like, what? Well, you clearly did. <laughs> he no. responds to her and says, I meant to write a hundred, not a thousand, and goes back to P man to change the tip. <laughs> Change it. Went back into the morning and changed it to $100. Do you think... That's one of the more wild things. The balls that takes to yeah. walk in there and tell her after the and message. Well, how, did, how did he write that extra zero? That's a big zero to write. That's a big zero. I think they like misread it or something. I don't Can, know. But do you think now, I think the right thing to do would go back and give her the extra $900. Because he can probably afford it now. No, that, he was in the NFL when that happened. <laughs> yeah. That was two years ago. Oh, okay. I thought that was like... You know, he's still a poor college kid. No, he was in the league. I was shocked. He might have been off his rookie deal then, too, so you're oh, making was, even more money. one of the more wild things. Act, did you buy anything stupid? Uh, actually, I don't, I don't think so. Nothing crazy. Yeah. He's a really nice house. That was the basement's though. nice. I've seen the basement a couple times yeah. now. How big is this game for James Franklin's legacy? Wow. Let's get serious. Um, it, so I'll just say this, and we talked about this a little bit, Sean. For on Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, you know, it is obviously a massive game, but there have been massive games before that people just kind of forget about because Penn State didn't win them. Like last year, there was obviously a couple. The year before, there was absolutely, you know, a couple. I will say this, though. Being 10-2 and two multiple years in a row with what you have already said is your most talent from a depth perspective, doing that two years in a row, you do begin to feel a little bit of stagnation. You do begin to feel like maybe you're plateauing. So in that regard, I think it's an awesome opportunity if they win it, but I don't think it's going to be catastrophic if they're not able to get it done on Saturday. Um, I think it's a big disappointment, though. I mean, that would be 0-6 the last three years against Ohio State Michigan. Yeah. And I think what's happened with Penn State – and like you take a look at Penn State, Michigan as programs. Michigan has gone up. Like they are, they're, they're, they won the Big Ten best. Signs. Well, could could be because of that. But they're the back to back Big Ten champions, and Penn State has stayed the same. Yeah. And now you have two teams, two dragons to slay. And if you're not able to slay either of them this year, yeah, man, you're really, really disappointed as a Penn State fan. And there's no other way to there, there's no other way to put that. What you got? Uh, I agree. I think you. I think you guys are, are correct. It's a. 
it's uh, it's been the pain point of the last couple of years for Penn State football. They, they got to win one of these big games. So um, I thought I thought Josh Pate's point about Franklin was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard someone talk about him that way about how he's actually very properly rated. Right. And yeah. He's yes, been, and he's, he's right he's about He's won that. the games that he's been favored in, and he's lost the games that he hasn't been favored in. But at some point, you got to win some of the big in the big moments. And, and I think the more disappointing thing about the Ohio State game was just how poorly they played on offense. Like, yeah. it wasn't like they just lost that game because they got beat at the end. They were so bad on offense, and they didn't show up in the biggest moment of the last few years of Penn State football. So I want to see them just get this game to the end and, and have a close game. Because the Ohio State game really wasn't a one-score game at the end, right? They, they scored at the yeah, end and made a one-score duty, game. Yeah, yeah so I want, the, want this to be competitive. And the good news is I keep coming back to is they couldn't they can't play any worse on offense, and they still yeah. – hung in there against the number one team in the country. So um, if they can be a little bit better and a little bit more efficient on offense and their defense plays well, I think they have a chance. But, yeah, they, they got to win one of the big ones. There's no other really way to say it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, got to slow right. the dragon. That was sobering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're done, fellas. Thanks for Sweet. Right. Oh. Thank you. <laughs>